0: Hi, It's Melissa Moore, and welcome to Mile High Magazine. Thank you for being with us on this Sunday. Looking forward to our conversation this morning with Aisha Ahmed Post, Executive Director of the Newman Center. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Well, I am doing well. Thank you for being here. Well, tell folks a little bit about the Newman Center. Where are you and what do you do?
1: Sure. So the Newman Center for the Performing Arts is based at the University of Denver. We're right on University and I Uh, we've been here 20 years now, and so if you haven't joined us, uh, you should definitely do so soon. Uh, we present the world's best in jazz, classical, world music, and especially dance, and we've been thrilled to be a part of the Denver community and artistic ecosystem uh, for so long.
0: Yeah, how many? I, I know a lot of folks here in the Newman Center, but they probably don't realize how many shows a year you actually do
1: yeah so you know uh, in in a non-pandemic year we do about 300 shows a year and we have uh hundreds of thousands of people come through the doors because we have our newman center presents series which mm-hmm. is our signature curated series but we're also the home of a number of denver favorites like the pen and podium series by the denver post the friends of chamber music we have the Lamont School of Music and DU Theater departments based there. Uh, a number of, you know, local dance ensembles and music ensembles use the Newman Center every year as their home base. Um, so there's a lot of work from the community that we get to do because we are sort of a jewel
0: when it comes to uh, venues in Denver. Absolutely. And like you said, nine COVID years, I mean, over 300 events a year. That is busy. <laughs> we uh, we don't like to be bored, that's true, yeah, that's it. You must not like to be so how did <laughs> so, how did Covid impact you all at the Newman Center? and what did you do? You know, so it was it was tough. I won't I won't lie to you. Uh, you know, we closed
1: in March of 2020, and we didn't reopen again until September of 21. We did try to do a couple recording sessions during that time, um, but you know the the restrictions were just too much um, to do too many of those. So we did offer a virtual series uh, featuring some of our national performers, so folks like the Jazz at Lincoln Center Orchestra and uh, the, the Boston Brass, and those were wonderful during the pandemic but you know i have to tell you that um Coming back into the hall in September of 2021, uh, people were just so excited to be back and the enthusiasm was palpable. You know, you could tell didn't matter what mask or vaccination record or whatever. People were just thrilled to be back in person for live performances.
0: I was going to say there's nothing like live performances, live events. Tell me a little bit, because you talked about it a second ago, about the Newman Center Presents series. What is that? So the Newman Center Presents series is our signature series.
1: So we go around the world, really, and we find the very best in touring artists that we can. So these are really high level, some of the best artists in the world. So this past year, we brought Wynton Marcellus. Um, we've had the King Singers. We've had Diane Reeves, who's obviously a local favorite, but known internationally. Um, this coming year, we have folks like Kodo, which is a Japanese taiko band. Um, So they play those really big drums um, that you'll see. Um, So it's really athletic and artistic and very visual um, in addition to being a musical performance. So we really do try to bring traditions and cultures um, and experiences that you just can't find anywhere else. Uh, and we're really proud to do that. We've been doing it for 20 years, and uh, we've gained a national reputation for the caliber of our work.
0: Yeah, and and the ticket prices start pretty affordably, don't they? Yep, we start them at $24 a ticket because we want to
1: make sure that anybody in the community who wants to come can afford to come and see it. And usually, you know, our ticket prices don't go too much above $70. Our average ticket price has been about 45 bucks, so usually, you know, it's right in line with anything else that's available in the city. So definitely come and take a chance and check it out.
0: Right, and like you were talking about, just world-class, but also a lot of local talent to come and see. And I know that a lot of people may not realize that the Newman Center is also a non-profit That's right. So we are part of the University of Denver. And so we're a nonprofit.
1: We do uh, receive a significant portion of our revenue through donations. Um, And that's because, you know, unlike an AEG or Live Nation, you know, nothing against them, but, you know, they just have a very different business model. So you Mm -hmm. get a ton of, you know, additional fees on the ticket. You know, you're paying a bunch of money for all the other amenities that come with it. And we're really mission driven, right? Mm -hmm. We want you to see these artists because we believe, in them, and they're you know, part of the conversation about what's happening generally. And so, being nonprofit means that we can do a lot more community partnerships, we can do a lot more work in uh, K 12 education, and we can work with the community to make sure that they're seeing themselves on our stages.
0: Well, and you were just talking about the K through 12 work. Uh, Explain a little bit about what you do as far as the educational offerings there at the Newman Center.
1: Sure. You know, so during the pandemic, you were asking about this earlier, um, Denver Public Schools uh, came to us and said, we've got a problem, you know, because a lot of those music and band and orchestra teachers were slowed or laid off during the pandemic, Mm -hmm. right? Right. Uh, How do you do band if everybody's at home? So uh, we started to really pivot there and help build uh, programming that would actually work within the classroom so that every student in Denver Public Schools would have access to the arts, even if they couldn't be in traditional band or orchestra. So we've started to work with our classroom teachers. We've built comprehensive curriculum um, that talks about world music and cultures. Um, it meets state standards. It was built in collaboration with the teachers. We're really proud of it. And we've gotten great feedback. And we're starting to hear from folks outside the Denver area, you know, hey, how can we get in on this? Mm-hmm. So
0: um, we're really proud of our K-12 education work. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's been doing really well. I love it. What have you heard back from, like, the teachers and the students that come through? Yeah, you know, the teachers, uh, they say, you know, we, they've been craving some
1: way to, you know, talk about things like, you know, uh, indigenous social music or uh, you know, North Indian classical, but, you know, they don't have time to go and learn about that themselves. And so we provide that curriculum. And so that allows the students to feel really seen. You know, there was this one student who uh, was learning about North Indian classical music, and she was Indian herself. And so she, you know, brought in some food that her mom made for the class, you know, as part of that celebration. Mm-hmm. And so she felt like she was finally being recognized for, you know, her heritage and culture. And that was really exciting. Um, you know, the students are having so much fun. It is the it is the wildest thing because they come to this performance. They've spent the whole year learning, uh, you know, how to count uh, different melodies. And they've been, you know, learning dances and, you know, spiritual work and like wait in the water um, and then they come in and all these second graders know all the words and they can sing along and they can dance along and you'd think that you were at a rock concert it is the most fun event of my year
0: i was gonna say you've got that's gonna make you really good feel good about the mission and the work that you're doing there at the newman center
1: Yeah, and actually, there's been so much demand. We added a second show, so now 2,000 second graders will get to have that experience this coming year.
0: Oh, that is really exciting to hear. Well, tell me about this collaboration that you did with Carnegie Hall, too.
1: Yeah, so that uh, so the the collaboration with Carnegie Hall is called Musical Explorers, right? And so it is um, again really centering uh, things that weren't taught in your or my music classes, right? I know I never got to learn about you know um, salsa. or cumbia, or um, you know, hip hop, or any of these things. When I was in school, right, me you know, neither. We really focused on classical music, and so it's really exciting to have these traditions part of the music education because the students respond to it because it's what their parents are listening to it, right. what they hear on the radio. It's you know, and so they're learning more about those traditions and what they mean and the people that built them, uh, and then and then they really get a sense of where that music is coming from and it just builds so much more appreciation and awareness of people around them who might not have the same values or you know background but they they can all come together around the music
0: well and it has to make the kids and teachers too feel a lot more inclusive exactly and that is really part of the game
1: right we're really trying to build ways to talk about all cultures, and especially, you know, the ones that are most uh, represented in Denver, right, Mm -hmm. our Chicana cultures, our um, indigenous cultures, Latino American cultures. And so how can we introduce that into the classroom, build some fluency around that, and then, you know, have the students really excited to learn more. And, you know, when they go into, you know, the grocery store, uh, you know, they they hear that song and they're like, oh, my gosh. I know, you know that's salsa. Like I, mm-hmm. I know what that is. I know how to. I know how to clap to that, right? Um, and so that's really cool.
0: I was going to say that's just got to be such a great feeling, and it starts those conversations back in the classroom too, where you can dive into it deeper.
1: Exactly right. So how do you learn history or social sciences or you know English, even mathematics? All of these things, the arts are connected to all of our experience as humans, right? And so it's a great way to reinforce what they're learning in the classroom for their, you know, standardized tests, but to do so in a really engaging and exciting way.
0: Right. And something that's going to really stick with them. And, you know, as the arts has been cut from so many schools, I love what you're doing at the Newman Centers. I mean, it is so hugely important.
1: Yeah. You know, we we're, we're, we feel very fortunate to be able to lead in this way um, and to be able to collaborate in a really, you know, um, really mutually beneficial way with Denver Public Schools. It's great to hear, you know, feedback from teachers and be able to implement it quickly. You know, we're not coming into the classroom and saying, this is what you should be teaching your students. It's what do you need from us? What do you wish you had access to? We'll go and build that for you.
0: Cash, and what an incredible partnership for the teachers and the school district to have with you all.
1: (laughs) Well, we feel very fortunate to have them as partners uh, because I learned so much through this program.
0: Yeah, I bet. I know. Just talking to you, I feel like I've learned a lot, too, and I'm excited about it. Well, tell me about Bandaloop that's coming up here on September 29th. Oh my gosh, I'm
1: so excited about this performance. So Bandaloop is a vertical dance company. So what that means is that they're taking climbing ropes and harnesses, and they are suspending themselves off the sides of buildings and using the walls of the exterior building as their stage. So it is a totally different dance experience than what you'll see, you know, in a regular concert hall. Um, It's different in every place that they dance because the walls of the building are different and the height of the building is different. And there's windows and doors. Right. Mm -hmm. So they incorporate that into what they're doing. And so this is actually our free community celebration of our 20th anniversary. So it is on Thursday, September 29th. 4:30 to 6:30, so you can come after work. It's totally free on the DU campus. Lots of parking, Um, and we have, you know, we'll have some food trucks. We'll have some uh, inter um, uh, intermissions. We'll have other dance companies and performances from uh, organizations around the city. We'll have, you know, a bunch of uh, educational information. So it's a it's going to be a really special night. I saw Bandaloop. At their home base in Oakland California and I can guarantee you right now you've never seen anything like it
0: I know I'm trying to comprehend this because I feel like I saw a snippet of this at Cirque du Soleil where they were on the side of the building and you know Pink did something at a Grammy Mm -hmm. performance years ago but yet you're talking about dancers doing this for a while Right. So, like,
1: imagine if you were in a rock climbing gym with all of those climbing groups and all those climbers uh, jumped off the side of the wall and started dancing with each other instead.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> so amazing. hard to even fathom. It sounds so cool. So I love that it's free. Uh, when is it again? And I mean, are tickets needed or can folks just show up?
1: You can just show up. So it's 430 to 630 p.m. on Thursday, September twenty-nine. Down at the DU campus, Um, so right there, we'll have lots of signage, um, and it's totally free. Uh, Bring your family. It's totally kid-friendly, and it's, like I said, you'll
0: never see anything like that
1: uh, in Denver.
0: I love that you already got a sneak peek, too, so you know what you're talking about
1: oh yeah no they're they're amazing they were actually just on the bmw uh tower headquarters in germany um and they did a whole promo for bmw and it looked just unbelievable i mean every time i see a video of these folks uh i just get more and more excited
0: well i'm excited for you all right so for folks that want information about bandaloop they also maybe want to find out what's coming up in this upcoming year uh where should they go what's the website and phone number
1: yeah, um, so they can come to uh and that is our uh, that's our website. So you can learn more about buying tickets for our regular series. You can learn more about Bandaloop, which I said you know is, is sold out, or excuse me is is free. Um, so you do not need a ticket for that. Um, and then our box office number, uh, you can call three eight871. All right.
0: Well, thank you so much for your time this morning. Fascinating and so excited about the upcoming uh, Bandaloop and just all the upcoming series and things that you have going on there at the Newman Center. Oh, well, thank you so much
1: for your time this morning. And uh, I hope you all will join us soon.
0: Absolutely. It sounds like so many cool things going on. So thank you again, Aisha Ahmed Post, the Executive Director of the Newman Center. And for more information, as we were just talking about, you can check it out online at newmancenterpresents.com, or you can always give them a call. I'm Melissa Moore. Thank you for joining me on this Sunday morning. Go out, have a great day, be blessed, and be kind to everyone.